professional valuation services for Sheridan area businesses since 1995. Schedule an appointment today to discuss how a business valuation can work for you. Parker Mellinger, 672-0785. Have you been online to the Sheridan Commercial Company office supply website? Hi, Kurt Smith here for the Sheridan Commercial Company. SheridanCommercial.com will allow you to explore and compare prices with other national brands. We offer delivery or in-store pickup. Over 41,000 items are available by going online at SheridanCommercial.com. That's SheridanCommercial.com. Plus, we carry a line of supplies in our store for your everyday needs. The Sheridan Commercial Company, Office Supply Department at 303 Broadway. Open seven days a week. Well, Brackleton's finally seeing that light at the end of the tunnel where we open back up. That small fire really had some big consequences. Anyway, the construction is very nearly completed, and Brackleton's is already gearing back up for our reopening. That said, we're looking for some front of house and kitchen staff to join our award-winning Brackleton staff. Stop in to apply. Just a couple more weeks, then it's good food is good mood time at Brackleton's Fine Food and Spirits, Main Street, downtown Sheridan. I'm Dr. Joshua Scott, general surgeon with the Bighorn Surgical Team at Sheridan Memorial Hospital. After surgery, we all want to get back on our feet, doing what we love as fast as possible. That's why we are so excited to have our state-of-the-art Da Vinci robotic assisted surgery system. The Da Vinci surgical system is designed to be one of the safest and least invasive options for surgery. Our highly trained team of surgeons is located right here in Sheridan, allowing you to remain close to family and friends during your recovery. If surgery is in your future, talk to your surgeon about robotic assisted surgery or go to SheridanRoboticSurgery.com to learn more. Got a chip or need a windshield repaired? Hi, I'm Cindy Wolf. We invite you to stop down at Novus Autoglass on North Main Street in Sheridan. Jim and I were both born and raised in Sheridan and are proud to continue to run Novus Autoglass as a locally owned business. We offer same-day appointments for chip repair. Novus is also the only glass shop in town that can provide recalibrations for your safety systems on newer vehicles. Mention this ad, get $5 off a chip repair and $20 off a replacement. Come down to 347 North Main Street or give us a call at Novus Autoglass 307 for an appointment. Wrap Plumbing and Heating can handle any job you have, big or small. From new construction to a pesky leaking toilet, the professionals at Wrap Plumbing and Heating are here to assist you. Drippy faucet? Sure. New shower hardware? No problem. Plumbing an entire new house? For sure. Clogs that need snaked? Oh yeah. Wrap Plumbing and Heating has not met a job they can't handle. Too big a crap? Call Dan Rapp at 429-1196. Wyoming Corporate Office is the trusted business choice behind thousands of businesses. Whether it's business formation, payroll, corporate paperwork, mail scanning service, or small business phone service, Wyoming Corporate Office powers over 100,000 businesses worldwide and locally. This makes Wyoming Corporate Office the state's largest business-to-business service provider located right here in Sheridan, Wyoming. If you're drowning in corporate paperwork looking for someone with an unmatched experience that cares and wants to be your partner in making your business successful, trust that Wyoming Corporate Office can help you focus on what makes your business tick. Learn more today by visiting wyomingcorporateoffice.com. This is Public Pulse, your information and conversation program, brought to you by First Federal Bank and Trust. You can voice your opinion by calling 672-KROE. That's 672-5763. Now, your host for Public Pulse, Floyd Whitey. Morning and welcome to Public Pulse. Now, they are a haven for all animals, great and small, keeping strays safe until they're returned home. The Sheridan Dog and Cat Shelter is the first place you start a search should you lose your furry family member. Joining me this morning is Sheridan Dog and Cat Shelter Operations Manager Cindy Pop 
and Dog Lead Emmy Whiting. Good morning, ladies. Good morning. Good morning. Now, uh, first off, uh, for those streaming, they can see that we are joined by a little friend. Who do we have here? This is Rose. She is, uh, we're thinking maybe like a rat terrier, chihuahua mix of some sort. She's about 25 pounds or so, so on the smaller end. Um, and then she is nine years old, so technically a senior. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Uh, how long will a dog like that usually live? Uh, so when they're smaller, smaller size, they just live longer. It's hard to say an exact right, age, right. but um, I mean, Great Danes, their oldest is usually about seven, oh, whereas wow. a smaller dog. I mean, I've seen live late into their teens. Oh, yeah, 20s. Even. Yeah. I've heard of 20s. Yes. Wow. <laughs> yeah. So the smaller, the longer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In a way. Somehow. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> my uh, my father used to own a dog that looked very much like her. Uh, he was His name was Bandit, and he was a little more tan, and he kind of went everywhere with my dad. Uh, what's her temperament like? So even though she is a senior, <laughs> she... Uh, She's definitely got a lot of energy she left does. to her <laughs> as she kisses me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, she loves to play outside. Um, she enjoys cats a lot, which I just learned this morning because I brought her up front and she was sniffing one of the cats and wanting to play, but the cat did not want to play. <laughs> so. so she's more like a want to play with cats, not want to chase. The yes, cat type yes, of deal. definitely gentle. Yeah, very gentle. Now, that's really important when you go to look uh, for a new animal, uh, learning their temperament and if they're going to be good with cats or even other dogs. We get a lot of different dogs that don't really get along with other ones, mm-hmm. do they? Mm-hmm. We get quite a few of those, yes. actually. Really? Yeah. That's, that's like a typical thing. <laughs> it's Yeah. Um, a lot of the reason that some people surrender is because they start not getting along with their other dogs mm-hmm. or... They just can't deal with it. They want to take them to dog parks, and they don't get along with other dogs. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Now she's available for adoption. Yes. And what do we? What else do we know about her background? Was she a surrender? So she was a surrender. Um, she came from a household that had two other large dogs, and I guess they and they were a lot younger. And I guess that one of them was bullying her so oh. she didn't really necessarily love that and they didn't love that so yeah. <laughs> she came to us and uh nine years old and just surrendered now i was looking at some of the numbers that you gave me cindy mm-hmm. and if i was reading that correctly the sheridan dog and cat shelter took in 783 animals in 2022 now, when you sent me those numbers, mm-hmm. was that just dogs and cats, or was that pretty much like the guinea um, pigs? That was chick- everything. That was everything. Yep, so okay. That is a lot of animals. Yes. Um, 568 of those were strays um, that just got brought in either by um, our CSO officers, police officers, or public people that just picked them up off the street and brought them up. And then 215 15 of those were surrenders. Wow, 215. Yeah. Um, now, was, would you say that, what was it, 2020, 2021, probably saw the highest number of surrenders due to COVID? Uh, well, yeah, I would say so. Um, 2021, we got 609 strays and 217 surrenders. My goodness. That just yeah. seems like, 
I mean, Cindy, you grew up here, right? Mm, around. Around. Yeah. So, <laughs> I mean, does that seem like a lot of animals to be turned in for a town of this size or a city of um, this size? Yeah. I mean, it kind of does, but we have been growing, you know. Yeah. People have been coming in from all over, and it's hard to find housing here that allows pets, and I feel like people don't look into that a lot of the time until, ahead of time. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> so, until it's too late. Until it's too late, and then they end up, you know, having to get into a house that doesn't allow their pets or having to move into a hotel. Yeah. First, you know, unfortunately, that's just, that's happened quite a few times actually we've taken surrenders this year that say oh you know we can't find a house we're having to move into a hotel in two weeks you know we need you to take our animal you know it's it's probably something that you never thought you'd experience but working at a shelter you see a lot of the socioeconomic situation you do in the city that you live don't you it's kind of crazy because i went into the animal world because i don't always want to deal with people right (laughs) and i feel like that's all i do is we deal with a lot of the public yeah yeah yeah. and some really tough situations yeah i mean i can only imagine emmy has told me some stories at home some really really sad stories yeah of people having to turn in their best friend because they just don't have the funds to take care of them Mm -hmm. or they don't have a place to house them yeah and that is so unfortunate Which I would like to say, um, if you are having trouble feeding your animal, we do offer dog and cat food. We, with rodent food, it's it's a little bit different because we don't get a lot of that donated. But um, we do have dog food and cat food to give out to people that are low income and can't. Oh, that's fantastic! So if you're struggling, just come on up to the shelter, and uh, you guys will help feed Mm -hmm. my my furry family. Yes, that's amazing. Now. Out of the animals that were turned in, how many found homes, Cindy? Um, so in 2022, uh, our adoptions were actually pretty high. We had 467 adoptions. And that's a good number. That's And that's a pretty good number. Um, that's up 33 animals from 2021. We had 434 animals adopted in 2021. So... I mean, there is silver lining to this. Yes. A lot of these animals did find homes. And, right. and what's really odd is, is <laughs> like, the chickens and the guinea pigs and <laughs> things like that. How long do those usually stick around for? The guinea pigs stay for a very long time. Yeah, you got to find the um, right parents for that yeah, one. Right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, that's hard because they can get them at Petco. Yeah, um, yeah. What's crazy is we don't charge as much as Petco. Yeah. Um, it's $10 for a small mammal. So oh, really? guinea nice. pigs, rabbits, any of the small mammals are ferrets, $10. Now, how often <laughs> would you say that you get those type of critters? The guinea pigs, we get pretty often. Um, I feel like people get them and think they're going to be an easy pet for their kids. And they're really not that easy to take care of. And they're kind of expensive to take care of because they need fresh vegetables. They need fresh hay. Their food is expensive. Their bedding is expensive. Mm -hmm. They need cleaned out. And guinea pigs are really not super friendly unless you really work with them every day. They're not like a, you know... A cuddle animal. A cuddle animal unless you make them into a cuddle animal. Yeah. (laughs) So you need to work with them every day and hold them every day. Otherwise, they're very skittish animals. They run and they hide, and then they're nocturnal normally. So they're very noisy at night. Kids don't like them in their bedroom because they they make noise. They keep them from sleeping. So 
I feel like a lot of the time we get them surrendered because they think they're going to be an easy pet for the kid. And then it ends up a huge responsibility for the parent. Yeah, absolutely. And, <laughs> and you know, uh, that kind of turned, I got a very similar story. My daughter had two guinea pigs at one point. But uh, since we live in Wyoming, believe it or not, I was able to take them outside and I built them a pen mm -hmm. outside and we just kind of treated them like rabbits. Yeah. Well, that's actually the best uh, way for them to live. Oh, really? Um, yeah. They are naturally, they naturally live in the wild in New Guinea. Yeah. Um, and they're kind of like little pack animals mm -hmm. and they like being outside and they're pretty hardy actually. Yeah, these ones, they, they did pretty good out there. I can actually hear her kissing you over the <laughs> microphone. That's pretty funny. A very loving animal. Yeah, she loves kisses. <laughs> now, uh, when a dog is surrendered or comes in as a stray, what's the in-processing that these animals go through? So as a stray, when they first come in, we take a picture of them. So we have it in our records. If they come in again, we'll be able to recognize them. Um, we scan them for a microchip. Just, you know, hopefully they're microchipped so we can find their owner quicker. Yeah. Um, and then we set them up in a kennel with food, water, blanket, toys, all that. Um, if they stay, usually, you know, hopefully they don't. Yes, hopefully <laughs> they don't. But if they are there longer than five days, yep. we do take ownership and they get put through our medical process. So that is kind of the process there is we wait five days to find an owner and for someone to call and we actively look on Facebook. Yeah. Um, we look in our system if we recognize them and try to find the owner. But after five days, we need to move on with the process of making them adoptable. I mean, it, it's not cheap keeping these animals, is it? No, it is not. It's about, I think the last time we ran the numbers, it's like 17, 16 to $17 a day. Wow. So by yeah. five days, I mean, you're kind of invested in this yeah. animal. Mm -hmm. And so it goes through the medical process and now becomes your property, mm -hmm. uh, the shelter's property anyway, which, uh, and, and then it's given a new name and put up for adoption. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yep. And, and it's the same as surrenders, except you don't have to do as much or... So surrenders, we keep for three days. Um, we give people three days to kind of change, change their, their mind, mind. Wow. or come up with another option. And within those three days, if they come back, they just take the dog back. No issue. Yeah. Um, or the cat or whatever they surrendered animal. Um, and then after that three days, they get put through the same medical process and made adoptable. Is there is there like a cleaning or a grooming period that you kind of make the dog look prettier before you put on it? Because I've seen some strays that look a little rough. <laughs> so it depends because if it is a dog or cat that has longer hair and they're matted, obviously we have to take care of them. Yeah. If it's a shorter hair, we'll brush them, trim their nails. They do get their nails trimmed during the medical examination. Um, but, you know pretty minimal for short hair but we do try if they are matted and pelted and everything we usually we usually groom them ourselves but if we can't if we if we can't or you know my my grooming isn't the greatest <laughs> then we'll take them in to a groomer as well now what's the worst you've ever seen that Mitzi, when it comes to matting yeah recently we we had a dog and it was definitely a case of neglect. She came in as a stray, but um, we did find her owner. 
unfortunately, and they they just weren't caring for her. I I worked at a grooming salon for three years before moving out here, and it was the worst case of matting I've ever seen. And I did do the shave on her, which it wasn't great, but it did make her feel better. She was a completely new dog after I got that off Mm -hmm. of her. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I've seen uh, videos of sheep who have gotten lost. And uh, found she looked like that. Yeah. She, yeah. 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 I mean, little some, black sheep. <laughs> uh, a lot of people don't understand, you know, some of that matting gets so bad they can't even see. Yeah. They can't see. It tugs it, on their skin. It tugs on it their causes skin. infections. Yeah. And it's it also bad. restricts circulation. Yeah. It's, it's not good. Matting is really, it can be really detrimental. After we get everyone cleaned up, after we get everybody presentable and pass through medical, on average... How long are you having dogs and cats stay at the shelter before someone usually comes in and, and gives them a new home? Cats, cats, cats it's defi- definitely longer than is. dogs. Um, dogs, I would say a typical stay, maybe a few months. Yeah. Oh, well, that's pretty good. Yeah, but we do have longer residents with mm-hmm. animals that, you know, are a little bit tougher. Harder. Yeah. <laughs> um, we've got a cat Natalia that has been there longer than I have. Oh, she's how long is that? Five years. <laughs> oh, wow, yeah. she's kind of a resident. She's yeah. a resident. We've she's sassy, but she's wonderful. Oh, she's so sweet. I actually have a video of her on my Facebook, but uh, she's got these beautiful ocean blue eyes, and she's white with tabby spots. She's just wonderful, and she loves to give kisses. Mm-hmm. Wow, and no one's adopted no her. No one's yet. adopted her. Yeah. Wow, I wonder why. That's a, it's just one of those things, you know. I never really picked up why some animals go right out the door. Yeah. And other ones just tend to stay. stick around. Mm-hmm. Even I don't know. Even the really good ones. Yeah. Uh, uh, now, Emmy, I know you were working with a dog for a number of months, trying to kind of climatize them and get them used to people being around. Yeah. I mean, that's like a different situation. Yeah. I understand yeah. that. Yes. Uh, you know, not wanting <laughs> to turn a dog out yes, to the public if you don't feel that they're safe yeah yeah and we're going to talk about that in a little bit real quick how long's rose been with you guys um about four months or so yeah i'd say yeah. three or four months three or four <laughs> months i don't know exactly but you know if uh if you're listening out there uh three or four months she's a very sweet dog i've seen her do nothing but take treats and give kisses <laughs> she looks like she could use a new home when we come back we're going to continue with the Sheridan Dog and Cat Shelter. This is Public Pulse on 930 KROE, 103.9 FM. Sheridan. First Federal Bank and Trust would like to recognize this week's winner of $1,000 and a $1,000 marketing match donation from Sheridan Media as part of their community commitment. School District number three is receiving these funds per random drawing. Could your organization be next? We're giving $1,000 to a qualified nonprofit organization every week. Visit our website, efirstfederal.bank, for details. First Federal Bank and Trust, Sheridan Media present Community Commitment, member FDIC.
and workers. Open positions include general labor, machine operators, craters, and more. Vacutech is offering weekend premium pay and a $2,000 sign-on bonus. This is the perfect opportunity to make extra money or even a great living while working weekends and enjoying the week off. For more information and to apply, visit Vacutech's Open Opportunities page on their website at vacutechllc.com. You deserve to hear better and live well. Hi, this is Elizabeth. And JT Kraft from Evia Hearing and Sound. With recent developments in over-the-counter hearing aids, we want to make sure you are cared for and have the information you deserve. FDA-approved OTCs are designed for adults with mild to moderate hearing loss. But how do you know if you fall into this range? We understand and can accommodate your desire to purchase a simple solution, but want you to know how important provider care is for your outcome. Where will you go if something fails? Can you adjust your devices if your hearing loss changes? We have amplified hearing protection and basic OTC devices starting at $399. But we also fit prescriptive hearing aids tailored to your loss, which may ultimately serve you best. And that is our goal. Funding and financing options are available. Visit us at 1273 Coffin Avenue, online at ebahearing.com, check our ad in the Country Bounty, or call 674-8920. That's 674-8920. Buy two weeks, get two weeks free. Our classified ad special going on right now at the Country Bounty. When you buy two weeks, you get two weeks free. The Country Bounty is your source for classified ads in Sheridan and Johnson Counties with a circulation of over 17,000 households. So don't wait. Buy two weeks and get two weeks free. The Country Bounty classified deadline is every Thursday at 1 p.m. Call 674-4312 or email countrybounty at sheridanmedia.com. And save big this winter while you create the stressless recliner of your dreams. Your recliner will be custom made for you and you'll save $300. Select your recliner design and size, select your leather, then choose the base and the finish. Look for the stressless sale flyer in this week's Country Bounty and see all the different ways you can save and enjoy this incredible Norwegian furniture. Shop with us at Carol's Furniture, locally owned and operated in historic downtown Sheridan. Financing available with approved credit at carolsfurniture.com. Welcome back to Public Pulse, brought to you by our friends out there at First Federal Bank and Trust. I'm Floyd Whiting. With me this morning is Sheridan Dog and Cat Shelter Operations (laughs) Manager, Cindy Pop, and Dog Lead, Emmy Whiting. And they have brought along Rose, who is available for adoption. She's about nine years old. She's been over there for about four months and uh, I can I can testify, folks. She is a friendly dog. Yes, she is. <laughs> She's been giving kisses all morning, and uh, the one thing she seems to like is treats and pets, just like uh, a good dog, a good dog does. Now, in 2022, the dog and cat shelter received 783 animals, either surrendered to them or brought in as strays. Some of these dogs have become service dogs through a program called Stray to Service, operated by Shan Foster. Others have been put through a program called Bite Club to train them to be more family-friendly animals. These are just examples of the work being done over at the shelter, and as you can imagine, it is not a cheap place to operate. They also operate a spay-to-neuter certificate program, thanks to the Arnie Foundation, who refunded that just this year. Now, Cindy, uh, where does the shelter get the majority of its funds to operate? Um, you know, I'm not involved too much in that kind of stuff, but I know 
you know, AJ, our director, works hard to get us grants. Um, you know, we get grants for a couple of our programs and stuff like that. And then, you know, like you mentioned, the Arneri Foundation. Um, we also have the Irwin Wilson. Um, boy, what are <laughs> the Irwin Wilson Family Foundation. Yeah. Um, I don't know if that's their exact name. I'm kind of guessing here. But, you know, there's a lot of great families out there um, like them that donate to us. And then, you know, people in the public just donating out in the community. That's always helpful. Um, you know, we get donations with we send out our fall newsletter. Um, we'll be sending out a spring newsletter and we get donations from that. Really just, we have a great community here. Yeah, yeah. People um, really stepping up to take care of their yeah. own mm-hmm. shelter, really. I mean, yes. Sheridan, this is your shelter, and uh, it operates at the level that you decide it operates at. Now, there are some things going on that help raise some funds. Uh, coming up, we have the Critter Carnival. This is happening in February. Mrs. Whiting, yes. can you tell us about this one? <laughs> so we're calling it the Valentine's Day Critter Carnival, It'll be held at Landon's Greenhouse on February 11th. Um, that's a Saturday. And so we wanted to do it before Valentine's Day. Something real fun for the kids and everything. It'll take place one to four. Um, it's going to have games where you can win prizes. We're also going to have a puppy doggy kissing booth. Where we're going <laughs> to sell doggy kisses. Nice. Um, we're hoping to have a cat cuddle area. It just depends on what kind of volunteer and staffing we can get that day. But hopefully we can bring at least one cat to kind of snuggle Shibu. with. Yeah, Shibu, Shibu would be the Shibu's best, the best. <laughs> He uh, He has been on Public Pulse before. So. Oh, yeah. He, yes. was, he was in here. Yeah. He's a very good cat. Um, and then we're also going to just be having some, you know, lemonade, coffee, potentially like some cookies or something like that. But it's it's going to be a lot of fun. And we're really excited. And Landon's has been great to let us have that space there. That is fantastic of them. The Critter Carnival. Uh, is this the first inaugural Critter Carnival? Yes, yeah? it is. Emmy came up with it all on her own. <laughs> <laughs> I, I will say Marion Eccles had yes. really contributed it's kind of become me and, me and hers baby oh, so fantastic. yeah that's yeah. great now uh, there's also something happening out at the firewater bar and grill what is this cindy um so they call it the tito's love menu um they have special cocktails and they're they're called something i don't know exactly what they're called but um i want to say I can't remember exactly how much is coming to us, but... A percentage. They, uh, it's not a percentage, actually, I found out. <laughs> I said a percentage last time, but it's a set amount is okay. coming to us. Oh, fantastic. Yeah. So no matter how many uh, how many purchased, drink, yeah. they're going to donate some money yep. due yep. to that. Well, that's pretty cool. Now, yeah. what, what's going on at the Gastropub? So this I know a little more about. Um, they are sell, uh, raffling off tickets um, for their two private rooms um, for the Super Bowl. So oh, wow. you can have your Super Bowl party in two, one of their private rooms. They have two. So I think first place gets their pick of which room. And I haven't been in the rooms myself, but I'm assuming, you know, one is maybe bigger than the other or whatever since someone gets a pick. <laughs> Um, and then second place gets the room that's left, and then third place gets a bucket of beer. Oh, wow. Um, so those raffle tickets are $20 each. 
Um, and then 20% of the ticket sales go to us. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah. So n- not only are you helping to raise funds for the Sheridan Dog and Cat Shelter, but you could also have a private Super Bowl party, and I think just about anybody can appreciate yes. that. Yes. Now, uh, where do I go to learn a little bit more about the Sheridan Dog and Cat Shelter? <laughs> um, so we have a website. It's dogandcatshelter.org. And it has pretty much everything on there. It has our previous newsletter, our current newsletter, um, you know, how to surrender, how to adopt. It has how our, to donate, how to donate. <laughs> it has our foster um, application, our volunteer application. It's pretty much got everything you would need on there. It also has our number and our hours and all that. Fantastic. Yeah. Well, Cindy, Emmy, Rose, thank you for coming in this morning. It's always a pleasure to see you, and it's always a pleasure having uh, little furry friends stop in and visit us. <laughs> Greatly appreciate it. Thank you. All right, when we come back, we're going to speak with Whitney Benefits Board President Roy Garberwith and meet with the new Executive Director of Whitney Benefits, Aaron Kilbride. This is Public Pulse on 930KROE and 103.9 FM. Shared. First Federal Bank and Trust would like to recognize this week's winner of $1,000 and a $1,000 marketing match donation from Sheridan Media as part of their community commitment. School District number three is receiving these funds per random drawing. Could your organization be next? We're giving $1,000 to a qualified nonprofit organization every week. Visit our website, efirstfederal.bank, for details. First Federal Bank and Trust, Sheridan Media present Community Commitment, member FDIC. The owners and staff at Kane's Funeral Home would like to thank the families of Sheridan and Johnson Counties for choosing Kane's and allowing them to serve you during these hard times. Kane Funeral Home makes it their mission to take the stress and uncertainty out of ceremonial services. They own and operate the only crematory in Sheridan County, so your loved one is always in their care. Kane's Funeral Home. Call 673-5837 or visit them online at canefuneral.com. Great news if you've been waiting for a new vehicle from Hammer Chevrolet, Troy Baker. Bob, beside the 16 new Silverados that are coming in, we have a 2022 Chevy Colorado for $42,130, a new 2023 Chevy Tahoe for $65,50, or a new Chevy Malibu LT for $29,570. So if you've been waiting for new vehicles, don't wait. Come see us. 16 new Silverados, a new Tahoe, a new Colorado, a new Malibu. 2023 is off to an awesome start at Hammer Chevrolet, 107 East Alger, online at hammerchevy.com. Hey there, listeners. I'm every over-enthusiastic radio announcer ever. And if you think that's enthusiastic, then you need to check out Best Real Estate because we are enthusiastic about selling properties. So if you or someone you know is looking to buy or sell, we are your go-to real estate team. Call us at 675-BEST or visit our website at bestwy.net for all of your real estate needs. Wyoming Corporate Office is the trusted business choice behind thousands of businesses. Whether it's business formation, payroll, corporate paperwork, mail scanning service, or small business phone service, Wyoming Corporate Office powers over 100,000 businesses worldwide and locally. This makes Wyoming Corporate Office the state's largest business-to-business service provider located right here in Sheridan, Wyoming. If you're drowning in corporate paperwork looking for someone with an unmatched experience that cares and wants to be your partner in making your business successful, trust that Wyoming Corporate Office can help you focus on what makes your business tick. Learn more today by visiting wyomingcorporateoffice.com. 
This is Dan Marshall with Captain Clean. While dirty ductwork and carpet doesn't necessarily mean unhealthy air in your home, school, or workplace, they may be contributing to larger health issues or harboring contaminants that could cause serious problems for people with respiratory health conditions, autoimmune disorders, or environmental allergies. Call Captain Clean today for your free HVAC and free carpet cleaning estimate. It's 100% free. Captain Clean, 672-0726. Affordable choices for healthy living. Good morning and welcome back to Public Pulse, brought to you by our friends out there at First Federal Bank and Trust. I'm Floyd Whiting. He left very little personal history, but the legacy of Edward A. Whitney can be seen here in Sheridan and in the lives of the many students his estate has benefited. For the second part of our show this morning, I am joined by Whitney Benefits Board President Roy Garberwith and the new executive director of Whitney Benefits, Aaron Kilbride. Good morning and welcome to the show. Well, thank you. Uh, Good morning. It, you know, <clears throat> thanks for inviting us to come on. Oh, yeah. it's, it's always great having Whitney on here. Every time I have someone from Whitney Benefits, I end up just absolutely adoring uh, uh, the benefits itself, what you guys do. And I mean, e- even out there at, the, I believe it's called the Commons, the park mm-hmm. that's out there uh, during uh, the spring and the summer. My wife and I go out there and share our lunch together in in that park because it's just absolutely beautiful. Well, and, thank you. And it really is a a jewel in the crown of of the benefits. Now, but finding a new executive director for such a legacy this has got to be something that's that's pretty difficult. Roy, can you well, walk us through that process? Well, thank you. Yeah, it was difficult, and of course organization uh, our size we had a, a good staff a great executive director and you know you always look down the road and you know that someday you're going to have to have a personnel changed and and we thought this one was probably four or five years away but unfortunately Patrick had some medical issues and had to resign so all of a sudden we're uh, without an executive director so uh, we had done some work on succession planning uh, so we went in and started to update uh, the job description and one of the things we considered doing was hiring an interim and uh, our staff came to us and said you know what for the next three months to the end of the year we can operate the daily business of Whitney benefits without an interim we need a little help from the board members but we we can do that and then of course we put our major projects that the executive director would have done kind of on hold the staff came through and did a great job board members stepped up and so with that out of the road, then we said, okay, we need to find somebody who can help us uh, find a new executive director. And so we started looking around, and then we came back to one of those things that's so nice and shared in Wyoming. We had somebody locally, and that was uh, a Peak Consultants and Laura Lehan. And so I contacted Laura, and she said, well, your, your timing's great. They had just finished up an executive search and had time. So they... Uh, took the information we had and we, uh, you know, updated and redid our uh, job criteria and and what the position entailed. And they set out on what we called a regional search for an executive director. We didn't go nationwide. We kind of stuck with the Rocky Mountain area and ended up being, we had 30 applicants uh, came back from, and part of them were from all parts of the United States. And so then uh, peak, uh, took that group and took it down to six individuals who they thought the board should interview. 
And so the board had a committee put together, and together with Peak, we went through and took the six down to two. And uh, then uh, in early December, we had the final interviews, and uh, Aaron was chosen to be the new executive director for Whitney Benefits. And so I think it was exactly three weeks today, on January 3rd, she became our uh, executive director. And we're very uh, glad to have her on board and... uh, I think it's been a busy three weeks, but we were also, it was a great opportunity because Erin had some time in December. So she really did start gearing up, uh, meeting individuals, board members and people. And so she hit the ground running pretty darn good on January 3rd. So, and uh, the staff and, and the board and everybody else is glad to have her. Yeah, absolutely. Now, Erin, wow. Yeah. Uh, hit the ground running. What a big organization yeah. uh, with, with such a legacy uh, within the city and the entire region of shared. How did you grow up and, and yeah. where? Yeah, I grew, I'm a Wyomingite. So I grew up in Casper, Wyoming. Um, and, uh, I played basketball in college. So that did take me, my education did take me to Idaho for a couple of years, but did end up, uh, getting my bachelor's degree at the university of Wyoming. So proud to be a cow, cowgirl, cowboy. Um, and, you know, have always just stayed in Wyoming, met my husband, um, when we were, I was coaching basketball, coached basketball at Central, uh, in high school in Cheyenne while working at the hospital there. And, um, you know, just fell in love with the Sheridan area, probably like Mr. Whitney did and everybody else. Right. <laughs> and I ended up moving here in, um, Oh six and raising our boys out in the Tongue River Valley. And, um, community means a lot to me. And so, you know, I, obviously we've all read, um, most of us have read, um, Sam Western's books on Mr. Whitney and and the history. And, you know, it's funny as you read through the three, through it, a lot of, a lot of, um, his thoughts and how he, he led, he was a quiet leader. He didn't love to be in front of the camera. Um, so I, it's funny cause I'm like, would he ever have given a, an interview with, <laughs> with public yeah, polls. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, but a lot of the, you know, he was just, he intended to make his community better. And, and really I, that's how I grew up. My mom and dad were volunteers in the community and just always wanting to make, make their community better. And, and so that's why when I, you know, the, the job first came open, I really looked at it and to see, I always try to align, make sure I align my values and my principles with what I'm going to go yeah. do next. And, they really aligned and and felt like I had the experience and the leadership abilities to to lead this great uh, legacy and this great organization. Now, what was it in your life that really guided you to leadership roles to begin with? Yeah, uh, was it something that happened in college? Have you been a strong leader since you were in the playground? Yeah, I don't I don't know about that. I do I do love to go out and have have fun uh, playing. You know, I. I uh, worked with the Tonger Valley Community Center for several years, and I love to go play with kids yeah. and just lead them. You know, I don't I don't sit around and watch them play. I get I interact with them and have a lot of fun. So I really attribute it to my basketball career. I was a point guard, so I had to be the leader on the court. And I had some great coaches who coached that leadership yeah. style and helped me see what leadership truly was. And so I really attributed to that and also those mentors along the way, two of them were coaches, um, that I could not only see and watch them lead, but 
they just helped me understand what leadership truly is. And then, you know, about uh, five years ago, I decided to go back and get my master's degree. And I um, got my master's degree in administration, but with an emphasis in organizational leadership. So you kind of come in with this leadership experience because, you know, as a point guard within sports, that's something that I see a lot. I see a lot of leaders born and developed in sports and the military, of course. Sure. Uh, you know, strong leadership uh, uh, morals within that. Now, now, what were you doing just before you earned this position? Was that up at the, the community tongue, the center? Community yep, center yep. I there? actually, about a year ago, about eight or nine months ago, decided um, it was time for a career change. Didn't really know what that entailed. Obviously knew it was, I wanted to be a leader in at some point or some in some organization here in Sheridan County, but just knew it was time for new leadership change for Tongue River Valley, right? Um, right. I think change is always good. I think um, it's easy as a human species, we can get stuck in a rut and some people can find their way out, which is awesome. Um, and I just figured it was time for me to, to make a change. So I actually spent the last four months, about September through December, um, just taking some time off, taking some time for me and my family and, and doing some other things that I really haven't had got a chance to do in the last 16 years. Do you think it's that sense of, of competition and, and that sense of self challenge that really drove you out, uh, to expand a little bit beyond or, or find a new challenge yeah. you should go forward? Because one thing that I liked that you just said was, it was time for a leadership change at the community center. Right. Uh, where you saw, okay, my leadership here has reached the point where mm -hmm. I think I think I'm I'm we're we're good with each other and I can head onwards. Do you think it's that sense of athleticism within you that really drives you to find that next challenge, find that next game? Where's the next two? Yeah, absolutely. You hit on it. Um I'm all about um not being complacent and I always wanted to be the best, do the best. And I always challenge my staff to do that as well. Um, I'm not okay with just being okay. Yeah. Um, so let's, you know, find the fire in you. And, and I, I, I guess I do that pretty easily. I find the fire and I go get it. And um, so I, I, challenge is great. I love challenges. Um, some people are afraid of new challenges. I, I embrace new challenges. It, it's personal growth, right? Right. Personal growth, professional growth. And um, I think that's one thing I want to teach my children you know, is that same thing as how to not be complacent and not just be okay with being okay and going out and, and um, fighting and getting what, what you want to, what you want to do in life. We, we're the drivers, right. Of our, our own selves. So let's, it, let's, uh, let's drive it well. Now, what would you say your leadership style was like? Are, are you more of a hands-off or are you more of a, let's get into the mix of this, teach me how to do it, know his job below his job above, yes. uh, that kind of thing. Oh yeah, for sure. I'm a, I'm, I'm a servant leader, um, transformational leader. Um, but I do, I told my staff, I met with each my staff, um, you know, before I came on so we, I could get acquainted with them and they could kind of know who was coming in. Didn't want them to be, have any, you know, fear at all that I am, I'm real personable, but I'm, I'm, I would never ask my staff to do anything I wouldn't do. Yeah. And I think that's, that's how you gain respect, obviously. Um, and it, it showed in the Tongue River Valley and my, 
you know, my past career and, and the respect obviously that my had my staff had for, for what we did. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm lead me, guide me to it and I'll do it. <laughs> all, all the leaders I, I really respected in the military started out as a private. They mopped every floor I mopped. Right. You know? Exactly. And, yes. And they knew how to, how to get it done. Now, um, uh, so was it the challenge that really inspired you when you heard about this position that was open? Uh, was it that challenge that inspired you to go ahead and apply for the position in the first place? Walk me through the process that you maybe had a conversation with your husband, with your family. You know, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to accept this, this big endeavor. Yeah, I, challenge obviously is it. I also loved the mission, um, and and Roy can expand on that here in just a second. But I I really am passionate about education, and um, you know what whether whether it's a post secondary you know going on to uh, be a doctor or um, maybe it's vocational and becoming a welder. I I, I want to see kids on a path to to make themselves better, um, and give back to their community. So I love the mission of, of, um, Whitney. I think that's a big part that drove me to that. We, I could have a good relationship with the Sheridan college and I can work, you know, side by side with Sheridan college to help make, um, help build Sheridan college and do the great things that they're doing. Um, so the challenge, yes, but the mission, and again, just the values, I think of, of what, you know, Patrick Henderson, the previous executive director, built with the organization and the board and, and knew I could come alongside of them with those same values and principles and take on the challenge to, to drive us forward and, and help, you know, build more success. He's a great guy. He was an inspiring yes. I mean, leader. Yes. I, I, yes. I, I spoke with him on, on a couple of occasions. And uh, it's great to know that, uh, you know, not only is Whitney Benefit's mission, so critical and the values out there held so high but the leaders that they've picked you know they reflect that yes and i think that means a, a lot you know when you look at the head of the organization you're really looking at the organization itself um, a yeah. representative yes uh, in the highest regard and the board does a great job with that as well they're they all um are passionate about the mission and and driving you know the the organization forward because they care because they're leaders and so. i think edward whitney would be proud yeah i do too now uh so you've been out there what three weeks yep and how's it been so far just getting your feet wet kind of learning the lay of the land as uh, bob grammons likes to say learning where the bathrooms are at right <laughs> right <laughs> yes got to learn all that those are important things um to know but yeah just learning taking a lot in um, taking a lot in, not, not putting a lot out yet, just taking it all in. Um, you know, again, as you grow in your leadership and your wisdom, you understand that, um, listening is really important to being a good leader. Um, and so just listening a lot, the gals at the officer keeping me in check and making sure I know what I need to know. And I appreciate that. Um, and so, you know, there's a few things that, that are that the board has given me for some quick steps out out of the gate here that I've been working on. Um, I think my just my first big step is just building that relationship with Sheridan College and yeah, really seeing what's going on there and and really seeing how I, Whitney and the college can walk together to uh, help our community be successful. 
What do you see as the biggest challenge facing Whitney benefits in the near future as we go forward? Well, uh, you know, we always got to keep our mind or our, our, our eye out on the, on the market, you know, and what, what that's doing. Um, so we, we have to always protect, um, what Mr. Whitney gave us and that's our first and foremost. And, and so just understanding there's lots of needs out there, right. But really what fits, what fits with the mission, what fits with the will. And so those are always, I think, challenges that come along. Um, when you have an organization that, is so successful, has been so successful and that can, can make and can build change. Um, you have those challenges that come along that everybody kind of wants a piece of it. So, so the challenge of just making sure, um, we're doing the right thing. I think also, um, how we can help move, uh, Sheridan college forward in, in, you know, how education is changing, how higher education is changing, you know, with, um, the CTE, career and technical ed programs um, that are coming more on board and, and how we can really fit and help them. I think those probably are our two biggest challenges. I'm, I'm probably a little new yet to really understand what the big challenge but might be. But that's what you but see on the that's horizon. That's what I see. Yeah. 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 And that's, that's kind of what I was looking for is it, yeah. I understand, you know, you haven't been in there long. You haven't really looked at all the books just yet, but what do you see straight out of the gate? And I think that's a fantastic answer that you gave. Uh, I don't have a lot of time left, um, but uh, I did want to cover real quick what the mission is. Uh, We've spoke about this uh, quite a bit. I only have probably a minute, minute and a half. Well, uh, of course, Whitney's uh, mission hasn't changed. Uh, The foundation will approach 100 years in a few more years. And the the basic mission of the foundation initially started with an interest-free loan program, which Mr. Whitney recognized uh, clear back in in his time that it took both uh, advanced degrees and vocational degrees to make society function and function well, and we still support that. And then, of course, he said uh, when his uh, foundation, the corpus of it, grew to a certain amount, he wanted to... Uh, support a agricultural college in Sheridan County, and he did not did not want it to be part of the University of Wyoming. And then he also said that we could have uh, should think of uh, a building, or and instead of a building right now, it's the park, something grand for the community that the community could enjoy. And so those are the those are the three main parts, which is kind of helpful because you uh, you can't vary too much from that, uh, but in the educational mission of the college, uh, there's a lot of things we do and continue to work. How do we work through the college with the primary secondary schools? How do they feed kids into the college? Uh, how do we help the community? What does the community need? Uh, what does our uh, light uh, manufacturing industry need? What can the college do to help uh, them out so that they're more successful and so that we have jobs for our young people? Uh, you know, you've heard about welding and machine tool and things, all those jobs, all those careers provide good jobs for local students. And so one of the, the big goal in that is what can we do to make sure the kids who grow up here, attend school here, can make, uh, have a, a viable job that makes them a decent living and hopefully keep them in Wyoming. Whitney Benefits, benefiting everyone. I think that's fantastic. And it's a fantastic way to look at things. Uh, you know, even though you are an important cog, we are just one cock. 
And it's when we work together that we all go forward. Indeed, right. yes, indeed. Roy, Aaron, thank you so much for coming in today. I greatly appreciate it. Thanks, Lee. Thanks for having us. Thanks all for right. having us. You've been listening to Public Pulse on 930 KROE and 103.9 FM. Shared. First Federal Bank and Trust would like to recognize this week's winner of $1,000 and a $1,000 marketing match donation from Shared Media as part of their community commitment. School District number three is receiving these funds per random drawing. Could your organization be next? We're giving $1,000 to a qualified nonprofit organization every week. Visit our website, efirstfederal.bank, for details. First Federal Bank and Trust, Shared Media present Community Commitment, member FDIC. I'm your digital pro, Kim Commando. You're listening to News Talk 930 KROE. Wanting or needing to sell your home, but you have an abundance of belongings? There are a few pathways and clutter that you do not want to have to deal with? Or have a realtor see? YO Renovation is here to help. They will make you a cash offer on buying your home with minimal to no bank involvement. YO Renovation does not judge. He's confidential, private, and may even assist you in moving your abundance of items. Learn more at YRInnovation.com or find them on Facebook. Let's get those paintbrushes rolling. Hi, Kurt Smith here for the Sheridan Commercial Company. Our True Value Paint Department has so much to offer when it comes to painting. Whether you need help with customized color matching or choosing a paint color combination, our True Value Paint Department can help you get started. We offer a full line of True Value and PPG paints, plus all of the accessories you need to get those brushes rolling. Great paint, great store. The Sheridan Commercial Company opens seven days a week at 303 Broadway. Delicious McDonald's deals are now more fun, more accessible, and better than ever through the McDonald's mobile app. The app is now the only place you can earn My McDonald's reward points on every McDelivery order. Plus, you can get those free McDonald's rewards you earn delivered, too. Just order, relax, and enjoy. McDonald's will bring your faves to you. Just go to the Google Play or Apple App Store and download the new McDonald's mobile app and start saving. Download it now. McDonald's, Sheridan, Buffalo, and Gillette. 103.9 FM is News Talk 930. KROE, Sheridan. KROE.